All right, Rachel Rodman, how goes it? It's going really well, Tiger. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Would you want to take a minute and introduce yourself? Oh, sure. So my name's Rachel Rodman. I am a writer, and I also teach in the biology department at the University of Oregon. Beautiful. What you been up to lately? Lately, well, I have a book coming out. It's called Exotic Meats and Inedible Objects, and it's a collection of literary recipes. Okay. And they're real or inedible? <laughs> you probably shouldn't try to eat them, no. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so is it like mm-hmm. a goof book? or? Yes, yeah. Don't use it in your kitchen. It's a lot of fun language play. Yeah. And um, opportunities to uh, think about fairy tales in new ways. Nice. And uh, old stories in new ways. And just think of play with words. Yeah, I like ways. it. And so what do you teach uh, at U of O? At the University of Oregon. Yes. Okay, perfect. Um, I teach biology. Uh, right now I'm teaching a course called The Story of Life, an mm. Introduction to Biology. And we're looking at genetics and evolution and reading some uh, historical fiction about Darwin Ooh, nice. and about Mendel. I don't want to put you in a hot seat. So if this oh. is something you don't want to talk about, just let me know and we'll blow over it. But how okay. do you feel about the recent push to kind of discredit some of biology in terms of um, social issues for the sake of social issues almost <laughs> like as a, as a um, biologist that, that's yeah, got to be kind of no pressing that's on very you. very frustrating yeah I'm I'm very passionate about evolution uh, we talk a lot about evolution I've had some I just think that's so important to to just everyone should be literate in it everyone should be able to mm. take advantage of that story we should think about the plants and animals that we encounter all the time, what we eat when we go to the zoo, think about cartoon characters. We should think about it in evolutionary terms. How are these things related to one another? I think that when people don't have that, that's such an impoverished understanding. And if even beyond that, they don't would actually challenge the idea of evolution or dismiss it for political reasons, I think that's incredibly sad. Yeah, it is because it's almost sad, interesting yeah. to think. It's like uh, the first fo- or the foundation theory or, or first principles theory yeah. of like when you're thinking about something, you go like the most base theory of what's true, yeah. and work your way up. Evolution tends to be one of the ones I fall to, where it's like, okay, yeah. evolutionarily, why would I want to do this? Sure, yeah. and it tends to make uh-huh. up a pretty good reason. Like recently, the one I've been thinking of is, why are we all addicted to like news and media? Like, why can't you stop looking or why can't you look away from Reddit and stuff? It's because evolutionarily like if you had a piece of gossip that would kind of raise you in the social hierarchy you'd be it like oh i could yeah. leverage this mm-hmm. your and then, social status is yeah. very important and yeah. now uh-huh. it's we're just overwhelmed with it and we yeah. can't turn away it's just like having cake every or like uh, trans fats and sugar or we just can't turn that's away not something it. we evolved with yeah, yeah reddit and trans fats and sugar no yeah, <laughs> yeah kind, but they really all kind like, of come yeah, together it does come together but yeah. yeah so anyway what, what are some of the more your more favorite parts to teach of class i imagine teaching it for how many years um, I've been teaching on and off for maybe five years. Okay, so yeah. you got uh-huh. you must get kind of sick of teaching it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there are there are definitely some classes out there, some kinds of teaching that that it's hard to be passionate about. Mm-hmm. Not to call for anyone. Sure. Out, no, I'm definitely not <laughs> yeah, going to specify no. <laughs> anything at all. No specifics. Math department. No. <laughs> no names. Nothing like that. I think it's harder to get excited about a prereq course mm. it's someone else's course you have a lot of things you have to cover 
what I get excited about are courses of my own design Ooh. where I can put in whatever I Such want. Such as the story talk of life? About, mm-hmm. I talk and, about whatever I want. And so what yeah. is it? Maybe even for U of O students or anyone around the world who's interested. What do you what do you kind of teach? Yeah. Well, I, I'm really interested in drawing connections with other disciplines. And the students have two creative projects this term. One is a creative writing project where they start with some sonnets from Shakespeare that have to do with themes from genetics, like how pass on your genes to the next generation. If you don't have children, right, then the the world is going to miss out on your beautiful face. It's Mm going to miss out on how wonderful you are. You need to have children. You need to pass on who you are to the next generation. Your mother, I take it? (laughs) Incidentally, I am. Yes, <laughs> um, that is pretty <laughs> goofy way to. Th- I mean, you always people always think of it as like uh, if you don't have kids, that's like a long string of genetics. Yeah. But one way that I recently heard it that I've never heard it before is uh, people are like, "Well, I'm just turning, you know, 27. I don't have mm. kids." And come to think of it, like my parents and every parent before them was just pumping out kids at 22, just starting off streams of consciousness yeah. just because yeah, they could. Yeah, they could. And so I think it is almost better to wait a little while. Like, holy cow! Like I'm 22. If I had a kid right now. It would be chaos. I think that would be a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know you that well. <laughs> I don't know you that like, well. That no, I just no. You give me your age, and I say I would say no. Yeah. I would say wait. Um, so, Absolutely. so when's a good age to have a kid biologically, evolutionarily? <laughs> I think, I think that today we can make a decision. Would would a good life for you mm-hmm. mean having children or or not? I yeah. mean, it's, I think we can can make that decision on a personal level and not not worry about evolution that's a evolution big thing. for yeah it's kind of bouncing mm-hmm. like yeah. the, like the whole thing we're not like raping and murdering each other is because we're not literally pure, like most of us mm-hmm. aren't it's because we're not purely evolution like we are kind of human like like we have some yeah. humanity to us like a lot of people make uh, cases for polyamory like oh look at monkeys and stuff but it's like yeah but that's part of what makes us not a primate or an animal is that we are kind of civilized like we do have general social boundaries so like i do think that's an important thing to take into account Definitely. But I I think the the reason humanity is such a, the humans are such a successful species is that we have learned to work together. Mm -hmm. And there's so, there's so many of us now where we are more peaceful than we used to be, but we worry about how do you, this peace has enabled us to make technological advances that enable us to increase our population to yeah, this extent. Per- so, procreate more. Yeah. So a big part of your whole thing yeah. is procreation, it sounds like. Like just, uh, <laughs> do you do those, what, it's like a square where it's like if your mom has blue eyes, it's just sub, like a p- the recessive The square. Dream. Yeah. Okay. You yeah, do we, do do we do do some of that. We do do some of that. But that's day one stuff, right? Mm, it could be. Okay. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah we, we start with Shakespeare and okay. then move on from That's there. such an interesting thing for biology. <laughs> you start with Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's just an interesting, what I like to highlight is these are things that people have been thinking about for years and years and years. Shakespeare didn't have the framework, didn't, he, you know, he much preceded Mendel, he much preceded the, all these advances in the 20th century, but he was thinking about the same basic things, how, how there's this connection between generations and it's very obvious, but what exactly is going on there? 
That's really going on. Well, he was a time traveler, so that kind of makes sense of how he knew all this stuff. Was Shakespeare a time traveler? He was. I mean, that was the whole Neil Gaiman's. uh, I see. Yeah, so many people are just not sure about Shakespeare, but you figured it out. But that's that's just the cold hard facts. That's cold hard facts. Okay, that's where we start. That's where we start. (laughs) Yeah, and then you just kind of move on from there. No, the most interesting thing for me Mm. um, in terms of procreation biology is like people are like, who's the most powerful people in society today? And some people will be like, oh, it's whoever works in the black box of. Uh, social media like showing you which posts to see because they change mm-hmm. people's mind mm-hmm. but it's like the real answer is who's creating the black box of tinder and bumble and all mm-hmm. these things that pick who breeds they're literally changing biology they are, for sure you know yeah i mm-hmm. don't know do you have any do you have any hopes or fears maybe like the idiocracy route of where we're heading <laughs> hopes or fears about mm. i mean maybe but i i don't think I'm sure that if we began intelligently deciding who bred with who, that things would be worse. You think would so? be much, much worse. I yeah, mean, that's uh, it's eugenics, hard. I think which was a good idea I at think, one point. I think... <laughs> Up until yeah, the Nazis I think, took I think, it and <laughs> bastardized it. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a good idea, but I'm saying humanity thought it was a good idea. It thought it was a good idea, yeah. And I think we learned a lot of lessons from yeah. that period. That yeah, it's it pretty doesn't, brutal. It doesn't work out that then it's always going to be informed by one person's prejudices, a couple of people's prejudices, and yeah. that's not... That's not what's good for people. No. So do you think just random breeding is the way to go? Oh, yeah. Random breeding. I mean, that's evolution. It's whatever sticks at at that point. But that's the whole thing. Um, I had one person on my show who's saying, like, now evolution's favoring different things. It's not favoring, like, being athletic and healthy as so much as being able to sit for eight hours and think clearly. Mm, Yeah. You know? Different set of skills. Yeah. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. at what what point is that not the direction we want to head? Like, maybe, you know, like, we almost want a disconnection between what we want to promote evolutionarily. Like we don't just want a bunch of hunchbacked people who just sit all day. Like that's not where we want to have our people, but that's what evolutionary evolution is kind of favoring right now. It seems like I could be talking on my ass. Correct. No, me I I su- I, no, I suppose that's true. Yeah. I mean, we continue to evolve for sure. And that's, it's going to be affected by all these lifestyle changes. Yeah. But I, I don't think I am convinced that if we, st- we started to intelligently, directing it in a way that we think would be good yeah. for the future that's just going to blow up in our faces i think it's 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 better just to let people make their own choices as they always have are you saying that because you're a redhead kind of and you'd be cut out i'm kidding <laughs> isn't that one of the bigger things is that like sperm banks and stuff don't even accept red redhead sperm is that true i think so is that true because no. i mean people get okay. to pick like i'm pretty sure you have to be over six feet college educated mm. um with a good income because the women get okay. to be like, ooh, who do I want, you know? Yeah, that's the market-driven, I it's suppose. The market yeah, it's market-driven. It's, it's market-driven, yeah. It's no. hard. I think I would, I would have a tough time telling <laughs> telling someone who wanted sperm that they weren't able to get the one they wanted. Again, yeah. I think... I You're going to get a random one. Evolution. You're going to get a random one. But we do get to pick our mates. We've always got to pick yes. our mates, so I would hate to... I would be hesitant about taking choices away from people in the name of what I thought was better. Absolutely. So yeah, even if it feels yeah, sometimes the examples get a little crass. Yeah, I know because that's kind of. I just. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get in the way of others' people's right to be shallow. Like it's each person could pick their own. It's my own judgment, you know, uh, just according to my own judgment. I can't. So you're 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 thinking you should be able to pick your own eugenics, but not other people pick it for you. Like you get to pick (laughs) how you want your kid to be. You know, (sighs) your own personal eugenics. Yeah, Yeah. like that's kind of who you find attractive. Yeah, like, I would feel uncomfortable getting in someone's way about that. Even <laughs> if, 
even if they made decisions that well, didn't. Someone yeah, tried to pay, uh, I think hard. it was the founder of Reddit, to go back to Reddit, actually tried to pay LeBron James and Serena Williams like a million dollars to have a kid together. Because <laughs> um, he's like, oh, evolutionarily, it'd be like it'd be the most. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. At some point, it would be interesting to see how incredible of athletes or smart people. Like it's like yeah, Stephen Hawking somehow pump one out and give it to the smartest female in the world. And let's yeah. see if we create another Einstein or something. That's true. That's why. That's why human genetics is so frustrating to study mm-hmm. because if you're studying it in animals, well, you, you can just get some specimens and make them breed, put them in a cage, yeah. see what the offspring look like, and make their offspring breed and see what they look like. And you get tons of the data, exactly the data that you want. And they breed but you faster. Can, they do. Yes, <laughs> there's many advantages. There's, there's yeah. um, just the ethics aside. It the just, ethics. It, it's, uh, <laughs> just yeah. the ethics aside. It's just so much easier to work with animals, work mm-hmm. with plants, work with these model organisms that go quickly. But and then, but all these questions there are a number of questions that you can't. It's harder to explore in animals. It's just there. The biology is a bit different, and so. I, I do, there is that frustration of, my goodness, if we could just say those people just breed and oh see, God, you know? Yeah, yeah but, but obviously you, you can't do that. You can't, human you really genetics, can't study human genetics well. is, is just a different, mm-hmm. different kind of field. And you have to be, get more creative, get a little more clever, kind of look for things that have already happened, data sets that already exist. And see, oh, could that help me answer my questions? But yeah. it's, it's a. Uh, what yeah, questions different. do you have? If you could, unlimited funds, what kind of study would you run? I mean, five years of in biology, you must be like, what the heck's the answer to this? I guess the answer to this. <laughs> yeah. On the subject of human genetics, I, I personally have never been very interested in the personal genealogy, like mm-hmm. taking your DNA and then tracking back to where your ancestors came from. You haven't been I interested? I haven't been interested in that, which is really striking. Yeah. So many people are, and that has never really interested me yeah i think one question i've been thinking a lot about is we make this assumption that as we go back to our grandparents and our great-grandparents and our great-great-grandparents that we must have dna from all of them mm-hmm. but how it actually works is it's not like mixing liquid we get our DNA in chunks, pieces of chromosomes. And so mm-hmm. there's each generation, there's a chance that you're not going to get the same amount from uh, you know, each grandparent. A great grandparent here and yeah. there could get completely cut out. That's right. That's exactly right. And so the fascinating thing is, is that we have genealogical ancestors. They're absolutely our ancestors on paper, but we don't share any DNA with them anymore. Yeah. And that tends to be just recessive genes that get cut out? No, or? no, no. It's not, it's, it has nothing to do with recessive or dominant. Nothing Ooh. to do with recessive or dominant. It's just that because DNA is passed in pieces, passed in chunks, that you are going to lose, they're not going to come down equally on each side. There's just a lot of randomness of, oh, from one grandparent, you might get a little bit more. From yeah. the other grandparent, a little bit less. It's all it's all random and in pieces, and I think that's fascinating. That's something. If I were to do like personal genealogy, I'd be really interested in tracking that. Like, which of my great grandparents am I actually more closely related to? Which of my which of one's siblings do you share a little bit more DNA with than yeah. the other? That's, okay, that's that's, inter- that, kind of that's almost question. like a personal experiment. Like in mm. in my head, like I want to yeah. do an experiment. Um, 
and it would only cost like a thousand dollars. I've said it on the show, so sorry for people who heard okay. it once okay. or twice. Yeah. You know, and then you have to spend another thousand to get it published to medical journals and stuff. Or you don't know if you have to pay to get it uh, pure, pure reviewed <laughs> by people. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, your research is good enough that the the, the journal would want to. Oh, they just yeah. take it. But anyways, well, so so depends. there's all this news around like, oh, salt's bad for you. But at the end of the day, we crave salt. Yeah. Salt's good for us. You can have okay. 13 times the daily recommended amount, and it's less. It's, it's less bad for you than eating the daily record amount. Your, your risk of heart attacks higher if you eat 2,000 a day or, or 2,000 okay. milligrams than if you eat 13 times a day. And you think about it, it makes sense. Fish and meat used to be kept in salt. Yeah. Before we're sure. Like we we're born to be able to pass through salt really yeah, well. Yeah, sure. Not enough salt's horrible. So I'm like, yeah. okay, are these, is this like being pushed by the uh, big potato chip company and stuff? And then they sell low fat potato chips. You have to eat more to get what you're craving, which mm. is the salt. Like, I don't know about you, but for when I eat chips, I just want the salt. Like I'll eat Cheez-Its and stuff. I just want the salt off them. For me personally, you that's just, what I really like. Why not like. just take out the middle of the, the silly chip there and just, yeah, I, know. just I do. I do. Is you that what you do? Yeah, oh, yeah. What you do? I, yes. Okay. I'll eat a teaspoon of salt just here and there do. or put it in water. <laughs> you think I'm joking. I'm not. It feels no, good. And I'm then I'm like, like, yeah, to each their own. Yeah, yeah to well, each their own. Yeah. And, and it's necessary. I mean, like the more um, you look into it, you're like, all right, this isn't the end of the world. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so my study would be is some like you get a thousand participants. So it's a thousand bags of potato chips. You weigh the chips. You have some people come in and eat the chips, and then you weigh it again to see how much they eat. And then you do it with low-sodium potato chips and see who eats more. Do they eat more of the low-sodium because they want more salt? And maybe a third group where they drink a teaspoon of salt and then they eat regular potato chips because mm. you wouldn't be craving salt. You'd probably eat less. So that's a study, yeah. that's a study that's I'd want to do. Okay. Do you have any studies you want to do? The studies I want to do, wow. Or have you thought yeah, of it? Yeah, you can do that, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any medical studies in the works. Yeah, because that'd be a bit. I mean, I guess if you did want to do one, that'd almost be a hindrance because you'd be like, "Shit, now I have a bunch of work to do." So it's almost better to just be like, you know what, I'm just content. I don't. I don't need to research. <laughs> you've stuff. Gotta, yeah, no, you've got to. Well, if you only have a thousand dollars as your budget, you might be. You might be okay. A lot of these things they take millions of dollars. And yeah. Well, and the university yeah, takes half of it, doesn't it? My understanding. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I get it. Yeah. I don't I mean, know. Every institution is a little different, but yeah. yeah. I've been so, personally, it. I've been so overwhelmed with just the, the education system because I'm like, mm. I'm, I just got out of school. I graduated from OSU. Okay. And now I have student loan payments, which are like, oh my gosh, this is like, why would you trust an 18-year-old with $30,000? You'd be like, hey, here's a $30,000 small business loan. And then you're like, all right, but you better pay it back with five percent interest. It's like I was 18. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, I just well, don't. Think they, I think it's it's profitable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. interest adds up for yeah. the few. That's so it's like, they, yeah, it's ridiculous. I don't know. Uh, did did you when you graduated experience anything with student loans? I or? I didn't. I went to the University of Washington in Seattle. That was in state for me at the nice. time. I think there's been some. I think tuition's gotten to be a much more horrible problem mm. in the interim. So I was very lucky. Nice. I was very lucky. I, I didn't have any student debt when I came out. That's a blessing. Now I, mean, I, have, I know I have a lot of peers who went to much more expensive institutions. Yeah. And so you have your PhD or a master's? PhD. Mm -hmm. yep. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. In biology. In biochemistry. Mm -hmm. What was your thesis on? My thesis was on... That's a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was on Arabidopsis, which is a model plant. Mm. It's... Yeah, you've, you've probably seen it in your head. So it's like a little weed. It has no agricultural or aesthetic value. Sounds but like it a fun grows, thing to study. Yeah, fun <laughs> thing to study. It, does, it grows very quickly, though. It uh, makes a lot of seeds. We have a lot of good laboratory tools for 
introducing DNA into it and with the whole genome's been sequenced for a long time and mm. there's a lot of labs working on it. So there are a lot of people that you can talk to and collaborate with. Yeah. And well, what I studied was flowering time mm. in Arabidopsis. And I looked at a couple of naturally, several naturally occurring populations that flowered uh, very late mm. and were resistant to cold. Uh, that is, that they didn't respond. Their flowering time was not accelerated by the experience of cold. Okay. And yeah, normally you can like shock plants by putting them in the fridge for a while. They like they think they went through winter and then they can exactly. Bloom again. That's exactly right. So that's they, exactly the, these right. ones don't respond to that. They have a, a much reduced response. Okay, yes, a much reduced response. Yeah. If cool. you really blast them with cold, then they do. Yeah. They do finally, but this is they're more they were less sensitive. Interesting. Sensitive so what got cold. you into that? I mean, that's such, that is the yeah. most random answer I could have gotten. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, I found these plants that are completely useless, and I checked their flowering times. And the amazing thing is, it's a true story. You know, it's random <laughs> yeah. but true. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's how a lot of that's how a lot of these thesis projects are. Yeah. I. Went to the University of Wisconsin. It, that was a. Somewhat, not a, not a random decision, but it was a. My husband's in math, mm. and we both went to wanted to find a graduate school that was good for both of us. Yeah, it would take like, both hey, let's of go us. be cold. For, let's go be cold. For exactly. Four years. Yeah, and we we discovered <laughs> ice fishing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Walking across the frozen lake. Oh wow! It was fantastic. Lake Michigan or one of the big no, lakes. No, so Great Lake Mendota. Oh, okay. Lake Mendota, yeah. Finger Lake, Monona. Where is that? Mendota. I don't even know. I have a horrible geography. No, the, yeah, there's a lot of lakes around there, but Madison is right between these two lakes, Mendota and Monona. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Sick. You miss yeah, living back so. there? You like Oregon? I, gosh, I didn't think I was nostalgic, but I went back there for a visit a few years ago, and I thought, wow, I spent five and a half years here, and that was important to me. Yeah, that was absolutely. important to me, and it just everything evoked these memories. Mm -hmm. So I... That surprised me. Yeah, it was. It's a nice place to live. Memories nice are a weird thing. Why do you think we things. have them evolutionarily? Like, why? Why would you feel nostalgic? I feel nostalgic for something. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a way because I had a I had a lot of good experiences there. I I ate well there, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, nice. good social connections, and oh, I should remember that. So I know that that's a that's a place of safety. That's a place of opportunity. Mm -hmm. I can go back there and and thrive. Yeah, I like it. Do you have any? So that's the past, but do you have any ideas evolutionary of like what happens when you die, the future? What happens when I die yeah. in the future? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're literally an evolutionary, like an evolutionary uh, biologist person. Yeah. Well, I've, I've reproduced. I have two children. So, so I succeeded so in that sense. Yeah, right. I'm going to live through that. Vicariously. Mm -hmm. Vicariously. Cool. Yeah. And there's, uh, getting back to what we were talking about earlier, there's these different strategies for reproduction. Some mm. animals, some Which one organisms. Which you use? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Yeah, so I'm good to that. Yeah. So some organisms have lots and lots and lots and lots of children mm. and don't really take good care of them, kind of just leave them and, okay. and hope that just a few make it. If you make it, if you make enough, a few are going to make spiders. it. spiders. Sea yeah, horses. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, no real parental care. No real parental care. Numbers are the way to go. Yeah. And then there are these other organisms, humans among them, humans more and more so actually yeah. as time goes on, where we put just have a few offspring and put a lot and lots of care into them. Mm -hmm. Like we really, really want them to succeed and really want those couple to thrive. Yeah. yeah. And that's the strategy I've taken. Nice. Just that's to, a good strategy. Just to, I yeah. thought you were going strategy of like how like, uh, you know, cuttlefish, like they'll pretend to be a female to get in closer 
to the mm-hmm. female, like to hide past the alpha males and stuff. Like there's different actual oh, okay. methods for reproducing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's not where I was going. Yeah, that's not okay. where I was going. You went yeah. to a better place. Okay. I'm like, is she really going to go there? She's like, so I went out to the bars on so, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Those are good days. And then Tuesday, Thursday, Ooh. something else. Yeah, that's yeah. a no. different crowd. Different crowd. Yeah. yeah. You don't want the Thursday, Thursday crowd. Yeah. yeah. So that's an interesting Especially thing. So you have kids. How old yeah. are they? They are six and eight. Nice. Shout out. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always interesting because me, me and my partner have been talking about kids. It's yeah. such an interesting thing of like, how far apart do you want to age them? You know, because me and my brother are close to four years. Okay, And we yeah, fought our whole that? youth. Uh-huh. It'd be so nice if your kids got along because they could distract each other for yeah. hours on end. I, I think there's <laughs> so much. I, I, there's only so much you can do probably yeah. with the, the timing difference. It's all, all mm. it's a frightening roll of the dice no Is matter it? what you do. Oh, yeah. You didn't know when you were having yeah. your second? You are like, let's have it. And then like, no. could have been oh, a no, month no, or no, a year. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, more or less, more yeah. or less the time we wanted. Yeah, yeah. you can. that's something you can more or less control. Sometimes, usually, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, oh, everything goes wrong. But but whether you're gonna get two kids that get along great, mm. or two kids that are gonna be at each other's throats, yeah. I mean, like, you can do as much as you can with the environment. But there's if there's a personality clash, there's nothing. There's yeah. only so much you can do. Did having yeah. kids change your mind in terms of the work you do? Like Did looking at them, you're mind. like, they look nothing like me. I'm not gonna take care of these kids. <laughs> <laughs> No, I haven't had that problem. Actually, my husband's family just has this really dominant look that has just passed through the family. It's just like this joke, like anyone they marry, that the kid is not going to look anything like them because it's just this powerful genetics just going through this. And so when I was pregnant with my first one, I thought this, this, I mean, I bought into it. Yeah, Yeah. this does look nothing like me. And so I have been... It was so amazing that my daughter just looks so much like me, and just so much like me, yeah. and you know, much less like him. Is it a and then you triumph. Nice, yeah. 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 And then your second kid's a son or still another daughter? daughter. Two daughters. Nice. Yeah. Second, second like, one's a little, yeah, more clearly. Yeah. I was really curious clearly, what's yeah. the difference between having, like, as a female or a male, like having a same sex or opposite sex kid. It seems like you um, probably connect better with the same sex or opposite. I haven't made my, my mind yet. You know. Yeah, I think I think that would. Utterly depend on on the person. Really, uh, I would think. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the joke we make about parenting and doing scientific experiments as a parent, like with your own yeah. kids, like drawing conclusions, like you are Force never no matter. No, I mean, no. Here's the thing: like, no matter <laughs> how many kids you have, yeah. it is not going to be a statistically significant sample. Oh, and so, no. like, like any conclusions you draw about girls versus boys or older versus younger, it's mm-hmm. all it's all anecdotal. It's, yeah. I mean, it feels so real. It feels like it's such good data. It feels like you're just making these amazing conclusions empirically, but mm-hmm. it's it's so easy to be biased and yeah. and completely misled by small sample sizes i think yeah. so i'm, I'm with you yeah. and so you said one was four and one was six uh six and eight six and eight mm-hmm. okay yeah. but recently within yeah. the past three years you had someone who was three years old i'm gonna get the littlest bit political here feel free to <laughs> roll over if you're like i okay. can't talk about that okay Dwayne wade on? recently came out as his son daughter um is trans yeah. as a 12 year old okay. but what he said was oh she's known for nine years as a three-year-old he knew yeah. he was a woman and i just actually babysat like uh, me my partner my mom we all just hung out with like a two-year-old and a six-year-old and i'm like yeah that two-year-old's gonna be three in a year there's no way he's thinking about sexuality like we, we would watch uh, whatever yeah. the the old mcdonald had a farm and anytime a tractor would go hey, tractor tractor you know it's yeah, like, that's the like, state of life okay, yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah so like yeah, i'm like uh-huh. how is a three-year-old thinking like you know what i think i'm the wrong gender like like 
I I don't know. I, I don't, th- and I think that as someone, I, I feel like I can't speak to that because I never, yeah, I don't really remember. Just, my wow. being three, I don't really like remember being three. A three-year-old is not at yeah, all thinking but, about sex or gender. That's my well, whole sure. thing. I'm like, well, you're sexualizing a kid. Well, sure, but I, I think it's it's more than, it, it's a sense of, of who you are, as I understand it, a sense yeah. of who you are that, that goes deeper with than, than sex, right? It's uh, and I, I don't know. I think I think I would have to privilege people's yeah. what people who've been through that would, would say. Would care how would they would characterize it? So it how do you define who you are? So how do you identify yourself? How would I identify myself? Yeah, you're like yeah. like I'm a. Would you do it by your profession, like a teacher, or your gender, or like the your the where you are in the evolutionary thing? They're like I'm a mother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, how, like, how would you, I how would I define myself? Because yeah. well, I don't think people start defining themselves until they're no. 18 ish. No, no, no young person thinks, oh, I'm going to define myself. You kind of yeah. are what people well, tell you, you. You are, I think we're asked that a lot though, increasingly. Ooh, like, interesting. Who, you know, who are, you have to, yeah, you have to yeah, do I don't a biography. Like it. I hate it. Yeah. You, you hate that? Oh yeah. yeah. I, I mean, really? that's my whole thing is like, I am should be enough of an answer. I am. I, I, I do am. That. Yeah. yeah okay. I am. That's enough. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you don't have to be like, oh, this, this is, um, am I worthy of living? Con- uh-huh. Like in your, in your view, I'm all these things. It's yeah. like, no, you already are. Fuck it. Yeah, you know, so. That's my whole yeah. thing. Yeah, I think I think the older I get, the more I feel like generation defines a person Ooh, okay. pretty powerfully. Yeah. Yeah. That I just I I think there's just things my kids are gonna be able to talk about and ways my kids are gonna interact with the world just given that they were born in twenty eleven and twenty thirteen like that what? I'm not privy to. <laughs> I think I mean these are silly details, but I was a teenager when I first interacted with the internet, you know, that kind of thing. Like I just, I remember not having a microwave and, or a garage door opener and just things. I remember being five and this weird new device, a computer came into my life and it was like a weird green screen and like you could play a little alphabet game on it. It was just like unbelievably amazing that my parents had the access to this kind of technology. So you remember when the first iPhone came out that where you could touch the screen? That oh, happened was when I was, was like, that yesterday or like, yeah, what I know. no but that happened and I was like oh my gosh I need one but now kids that's not even a thing they're like yeah that exists oh no yeah VR is probably no. not even that crazy to them VR exists yeah, already no. yeah so what's going to sure. be their thing where they're like what you can touch the screen it'll be like what you can actually mm-hmm. what's further yeah, than what we not, have now it's crazy that's to what think. every generation thinks yeah, yeah. I can't possibly imagine but I'm excited like, no I, excited? I think they are extremely lucky so are you one of the people who keeps their kids away from a cell phone or what Keep some way for cell phone. Uh, no, I don't think they Actually, have any. Duct tape it to their head. When's that? You duct tape it to their duct head. Duct tape their head. You know, <laughs> yeah. just keeps them entertained, oh right? Gosh. You know, duct tape is good, good play tool. Yeah. yeah, I we we do iPad stuff. You know, some TV stuff. I think. I mean, I do prefer it when they play with physical objects and like Legos are good and. But evolutionarily, that isn't helping them succeed in the world today. So that's got to be something. Oh, are you kidding thing. me? Oh, I think it's all technology yeah. based. The future, at least. Perhaps. You yeah, know, so you got to kind of balance those two yeah. things where it's like maybe like I felt better probably playing outside, but it's like. If There's you not going to be an outside, you know, in 20 Ooh, years right now. <laughs> rough. Yeah. <laughs> That's a brutal I thing think, to think about. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, you're. I, I, I guess I guess I don't take so gloomy a view that that I still think that probably motor skills, basic motor oh, yeah, skills, yeah, 100%. and 
Right. Being able to, to run around yeah. and be physically healthy will probably be Maybe. still advantageous. Maybe. I mean, you've you I mean, seen you the whole Neuralink thing, right? The Neuralink thing. Yeah. They put like a, a hundred little, um, really, really, really small, um, metal thing, metal, like a uh, wires in your brain, the Elon Musk's recent venture. Okay. Um, and mm-hmm. it goes to this and like, they have monkeys that can control like their oh, phone without sure. just by thinking yeah, about it. So I'm like, sure. I mean, yeah. like the, the good part of that is people who can't move can now do things. Sure. They could be in VR mm-hmm. and actually move. Yeah. Um, but I mean, anyone eventually, it seems like that would be another way of working. It's like, you don't have to get out of bed. You just plug in and then you're, uh, you're in a factory worker up on the moon. Like you're just like an, uh, you're, you're controlling a robot for 24 for 16 hours. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. I guess I, I don't. We're getting really that sci-fi kind of future. Here. That kind yeah. of future for my yeah. children. I don't know. Oh, that's I mean, heaven. maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's silly. Maybe yeah. this Lego stuff is silly. Yeah. I, I mean, what's the, you just strap them down, have them on a computer all day. That's evolution. <laughs> that's where evolution. That's what. I, that's what I was saying though earlier. But yeah, it's like evolutionary yeah. is going in a way that I don't think maybe mm. all of us want. It's like mm. that's how you got to be successful because computers allow you to be uh, scalable. It's like all right, a mm. hundred thousand people can read that book because you typed it online, not read mm-hmm. it by hand. Yeah. You know. True. It's trippy stuff. Do you want to talk about the book stuff. for a minute? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I haven't read it yet, but I'm excited <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. I, it is hopefully coming out uh, soon, hopefully by March. Cool. Um, we're still in the editing process, but it is a collection of about 100 pieces of the recipe form and putting recipe in quotations. You can't yeah. see that on a podcast, but <laughs> it's, so it's got, yeah, sort of lists of ingredients and then instructions for what to do with them. Okay. And so kind of in this, this fictional realm, maybe you, you could make the stuff, make the stuff in there, but they're, yeah. they're mostly just lively experiments in, in language. Yeah. Um, so I take it you're a big like world of Warcraft character where you could like mix all this, like, like some, uh, RPG game where you could like mix a bunch of stuff together. Like, where did this come about? Did you how eat did a bunch of random things like ants as a kid, or how did you possibly <laughs> think of you? Know, I'm gonna write a bunch of random recipes. Yeah, I I try. I write a lot of different things, and for some reason, I wrote about twenty of them, uh, and they seemed to work out pretty well. Cool. And they did well at my writers group, and so I thought, let me just write some more. I could yeah. totally write a book. Nice. I completely write a book, and then I did. And you did it. And then, then, yeah, then this press is going to publish it. So I like it. That's about the, the length of my book, too. So oh, cool. I like it. Yeah, I wrote a book What's that's book? also uh, it's called A Page Away. It's complete nonsense. A page it's, away. A, it's a okay. fiction book. Um, a horrible story. But anyways, I wanted to write it because I'm like, I wanted to see what it's like to write a book. Yeah. I'm curious awesome. what you think when you publish it. Um, awesome. For yeah. me, I, and I heard someone say this. Someone else, I met someone else who published a book. And he's like, if I had to sum it up, it would be anticlimactic. And then when I published a oh, book, I'm like, that is it on the, the dot. The process of it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like you're working uh-huh. up and then you publish it. I'm like, unless you grind, no one's going to read it. Like unless you yeah. really like put it in front of people. Because right. who reads? Do you read? I do read. No, you I do don't. Read you don't read. Yes, I, do. I call on you. Do you meditate too? Do you meditate yeah. as well? No, I don't meditate. Okay. Okay. No. You're honest. If you said no, you read and meditated, I'd be like, I'm on to you. Yeah. <laughs> no, meditation has been talked up to me recently and yeah. I, you know. It's supposed, to, it's supposed to be so easy. Yeah. You just set a timer. Just, I almost just don't do it out of spite. I don't read out of spite. spite that's really? for sure. Everyone okay. says they read. No one reads. You read. Yeah, less. But most read, people though. are like, oh, I read. I'm like, what do you read? They're like, books. You know, books, like, like you I'll know. read the occasional book. You know, I have a book in my bag to, to virtue signal to people that I read. No, right, 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 I'm, right, I'm very right, honest yeah, in, okay. in the sense that I'm like, I listen to podcasts all day, wow. almost every okay. waking hour yes, I'm listening. Right. So I'm like, that's kind of my version of reading. Yeah. Because it does it in a way that it socializes me to interesting and engaging ways to speak. And that's mm. just more pro- like, uh, yeah. it matters to me more than learning how to, to write. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. I wrote a book and a screenplay and almost a second screenplay. So I've written hundreds of pages. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm like, it got me nowhere. Why am I doing this for me personally? It got me nowhere. It got me oh nowhere. But gosh, I have noticed. Yeah. So I went on your site and you've written about marriage, hybrid animals. Oh, right. Okay. All sorts all of right. interesting I things. Have, yeah. um, I read them though and I'm like, wait, what? This is not what I was expecting. <laughs> what do you think of marriage? As you look like a married person because of the I am metal a married person. Hands. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, yes. Married two kids. What do I think of marriage? I think it is a wonderful idea if it is for you. But I don't think it's for everyone. Ooh. I think that's clear. It's yeah. not for everyone. And I don't think people should feel like it. Like it. That's what they have to do. And that's yeah. what they have to Rachel, to enforced monogamy Rodman coming to you live. Enforced monogamy. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? No, everyone needs what? to that's be married. That's an amazing, amazing edit you did just there. <laughs> no, yeah. No. And I actually completely cut out what you just now. <laughs> See, that's the beauty of not editing people. It's like, you know, you're not going to be misquoted. You know? um, yeah, I agree. Um, but it's what's so interesting. And the reason I kind of bring this up is because. Mm-hmm multiple times online and i've met actually a handful of people in person who always treat non-monogamy as like oh you'll get here eventually and it's like um, hey i'm not sitting here being like oh eventually you'll be monogamous i'm like we're just living different paths but yeah. it's so interesting how a lot of yeah. non-monogamous people or polyamorous people think like oh i'm so evolved and i'm like is it though because it seems like if you were to take a if you were to look at the spectrum of um you know all the way back when we were single cell anemia all the way till modernized human being polyamory is further back than we are now calling out mm, poly people no i'm kidding you're wonderful yeah. people <laughs> again it's just it's just different strokes for different folks kind of thing oh yeah i mean i you know personally i've 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 only dated one person and your whole life right. yeah props yeah, That's f- i know it's it wasn't wow. my plan but i just wait how how long did you get together 20 years. Holy 20 cow. years, yeah. We so met together. in freshman, yeah, freshman year. 12 years before you had a kid. That's right. That's not wow. True. That's well, unbelievable. Met, yeah, I mean, they started dating the next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's unbelievable. How's yeah. it like being with someone for 20? I'm, I've been with Kenzie for three years now. For three years. Okay. Congratulations. And yeah. so I'm 22. So I've been with her for wow. more than a tenth okay. of my life, which is, you've been for over half your life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty wild. That's, That's pretty, pretty wild, wild to think yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I know we, um, sometimes we think about these numbers like, okay, what percentage of our lives have we been married and what percentage do we know each other? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, these dates pass and yeah. then we, we don't actually know that date of what percentage. But it's crazy. Yeah. I do the math every day. Do you, every single day? You every do? Day. Oh, really? Are you just calculating? No. And you have a little alarm go off? <laughs> I do. And stuff? Oh, cool. so like, all right, we're officially uh, 66% yeah. of each of our lives. So, oh, you know, nice. and then okay, I, I then don't they... get her anything because I'll never get Yeah, what gifts do you get for that? Nothing ever. The 67%? Okay. 69 percent um one thing i'm curious about is because a lot of people who have only had one partner always curious like have you and your husband ever like been like what's it like dating another person are you like no we're (laughs) in it and we know it for sure because those are two like i mean i think Mm -hmm. everyone at some point in a relationship hopefully it happens earlier on you're like is there better out there and then like you've been dating for a month you're like no i know there isn't but like i think more often than not people who have only had one person i think that might creep into them more but like you can just be assured of it you're like no there isn't anything better (sighs) This I, I is mean, very I think, personal. Oh, now. Yeah, for sure it is very personal. <laughs> and if you want, if you want to get away from it, like uh, like w- wiggle your nose or something, do the the uh, Sabrina the teenage witch thing. I think, yeah, I think Bewitched the. Thing. I mean, one of the wonderful things is it just it's uh, it makes things so much simpler. I yes, mean, I just I, there's so many people whose lives are just constantly torn apart by the horrible new newest romantic relationship yeah. that they're in, another breakup, and they're looking online for who they're going to date next I'm with and you. like you just have to talk with a new person all the time you have to talk out all yeah. these basic things over and over and over again mm-hmm. and I just feel incredibly lucky to have found the person that works for me so early and yeah. just 
Yeah, I get to be with him. I like it. Forever. So yeah. how that sounds to me is that stability is more yeah. of a thing that you like rather than like new and excitement. Which like like yeah. you're just content um, and you want stability. In, and that's me too. In my personal life. Yeah. Ooh, I think in my personal life, life, I think What's your well, other no, life? I'm really no, I'm really interested in doing creative things that people oh, other people haven't done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I I just feel like I just got to do a lot of explore a lot of ideas, strange ideas and different ways to express them in this book. I'm excited when my education projects when I can do just try to bring together, try to present material in ways I haven't seen it done before. That's not coming out of a textbook. That's like starting with Shakespeare. Starting with Shakespeare. Exactly. And then, so where do you end? Where do you go from there? From Shakespeare. Do you stay with literature? We, so we take the Shakespeare sonnets and we do a genetic cross with hmm. them. And so, oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. So you like take different parts of each of them, try to make a cohesive. Sonnets and yeah, well, it, we do a random selection to, to oh, make it yeah, like evolution, like how what would happen in biology. Oh, that's interesting. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they put that new genome together, and then they have to pull out little bits and try to make something coherent out of build, mm-hmm. build a work, a short story, a work of prose, which is, it's parallel to what happens when an organism develops and you genes are expressed and those products are used to build the organism. So yeah. we're kind of like, how do you get from the genome to the organism? We kind of talk about different ways that that happens yeah. in the course. And then we have this creative project that models that. I like it. Process. So it sounds yeah. like your class is very theoretical. You don't do like hands-on, like look through a microscope very much. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's Sick. it's yeah. We talk about ideas and we read yeah. books. Your class should almost count as a literature class too, like writing one twenty one or something. Yeah, I I would. Yeah, I am thinking about branching out and making some proposals to other departments, English department, creative writing department, art department, and think we should make we should totally have a course together. Yeah. So yeah. I like yeah. it. Um. Yeah, almost to go back a minute. Like we touched yeah. on it and then I'm like, I'm going to get off this in case it is too personal. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. Being in a long-term relationship is the most interesting thing because it, it, and the more and more it's just becoming apparent. Like it, it all breaks down to communication. Like mm-hmm. 100% of, I think, like unhappy marriages come from miscommunication. Like especially like in the bedroom and all these different things. Like if you were just never told the person, oh, I don't like that or I like that or in terms of like how you act in like in front of other people, yeah. it'd be like that would destroy it. So like that's for Absolutely. me personally yeah. the thing Absolutely. that's Absolutely. made the most stability in my life because I also would hate just um, going around and finding new people because at a certain point you're like, how good's good enough? Like, I mean, like yeah. you've been together with someone 20 years. Do you believe in like the fairy tale or do you think like you just find someone who you're pretty compatible with and you just work on that? I mean, those are kind of the two different beliefs, right? Is that there's like, there's your soulmate or you build a house with someone. That's right. I mean, I I don't have any religious beliefs or any sense that there's, no, I don't don't know. Science is a religion though. You know that. Science is not a religion. Science is a religion. You're like a priest. Like the big bang is God, you know, (laughs) you know, I mean, like you're, you're you're a pulpit. You're, you're professing something much like people come and sit and listen to you talk like they would a priest. At a but, specific but, time. But the difference is, is that if evidence contradicts <laughs> something that we are yeah. presently saying, then yeah. we throw it out the window. Yes, that is a part of your that religion. That is the difference. And I, I like that part of your religion. I'm not religious, but I'm saying <laughs> other religions have different, you know, tenets where like, this is a really important thing that makes it true. That's right. And, but, and if you don't agree with it yeah. 
then it, and if you find some evidence against it, well, that's too bad. It's true anyway. Yeah. You were kicked out of the church. But well, but but difference. you take things as true that you are known right now, but they might not be true. No, in they 10 might years. not. No, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, you still sure. believe things that aren't true. I think I work with the things that we have the best evidence for yes. right now. And that's and that what they're the doing best too. Explanatory that's system. what all religions are doing. I don't know. My whole thing is like people in like one religion will call it another. Science will call it another. I'm like, it's all the same. It's a belief mm. system. You take a lot of it on faith. You haven't poured through the fossil records. No, I no. You're, you I mean, you're right. There faith. is. There is. Yes, I do rely on authority a fair amount. I can't study everything myself. And that's understandable. It's not a bad this, thing. Yeah, there is this like, system. It's an yeah. interesting. It's a, even maybe if it's not true, it's an interesting lens to see science through. Mm. as a belief system and maybe it is coherent more yeah. more adaptable do, do, yeah you know to 21st century life but but as a person so steeped in science i do <laughs> i do like i'm gonna keep pushing back against this i am gonna keep pushing back <laughs> against see, this. like you're not converting me you're not converting me but no but like I mean, fundamentally like, different ways so they're so fundamentally different ways yeah that's like me talking to a priest and him being like yeah no i know i'm not religious or i'm not scientific i'm religious it'd be like I don't know. I don't think uh, it's a bad. I don't think religion's a bad thing. Everyone needs some sort of belief system. You need to believe. No, in I something. think. I think. Yeah. I mean, I have There's enough. Just to I be have religious. enough of my own. You know, everyone has their own mental neuroses. I'm not gonna like. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna throw stones or whatever. Throw say, a stone. Oh, so, you know, just <laughs> everyone should just have a clear brain like I do. I know. I, I think. So I think funny. we're all like. We all have our things. We all have our things. And we got to give ourselves and other people space to have their things. I think the only time we can start objecting is when someone's religious beliefs begin to or encroach on others, encroach upon others' rights or their Mm -hmm. their freedom to think what they'd like to think and live how they'd like to think. That's where we have to draw the line. Yeah, I agree. That said, yeah. science does encroach on others. You have to go to school. I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. Oh my gosh! Point. And you got those silly, you know, silly vaccinations that protect us from no, deadly diseases. Not, it's I'm horrible. Not, I'm and this technology—it's just such an imposition. I'm not against yeah. it, but not, like, I mean, like, the definition of religion is just like it's a belief system. And science, I think, I think science is one of the better belief systems. But I'm not against any of the religions mm. in general. It's, I think, maybe a way of interacting with the world, a yeah. way of interfacing with the world. That's a good way. I think, it. I think, belief, the word belief, I'm going to continue pushing mm-hmm. back okay. against. That's yeah. what I'm going to continue pushing yeah. back against because. Um, but the whole point of this I was trying to get to is, yeah. um, you know, a thousand years ago there was no quote unquote science, and then like mm-hmm. way, way, way long ago there may have not been any classical religions. Like, what will be the next? belief system or like not belief system if, if that's a trigger word for you but way of looking at the world that helps the most makes it most coherent and helps like maybe there's going to be mm-hmm. a next level of not no longer science but just like a way of like uh, understanding the world around because that's what religion is it's a way of understanding the world around you like god told people these tenets and I'm like okay i'm going to live mm-hmm. with this way and it'll make sense and now it's like okay yeah. science will tell us this thing and then this will make sense I wonder yeah. if there's I mean, going to be I, a next one, you know? Yeah, I mean, I mean that, that science is such a powerful way to, to learn how things work, work. right? It's a yeah. system to learn how things work. I think there's, I mean, some other wonderful things that have been happening in the world. I think people just think and care more and more about Ooh. people who aren't like them. And I think, you think people like, historically, care more about people I think, who I think historically like the idea was you have your tribe. Oh, yeah. And... Yeah, you're gonna fight for your tribe and every, mm-hmm. but you're not gonna really consider people outside of that as being worth the same consideration as you and people like you. And I think we're um, becoming more and more aware that you can connect with with people who just who don't, aren't like you. And it's we can be nice and we can have a society. We can have a world where everyone is 
ideally accepted and treated equally. And I think that's that's very, very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're starting to sound like the hippie Jew known as Jesus. No, the hippie Jew known as Jesus, yeah. Did you have him on yet? Or? No, no, I've okay. been waiting for been a second wait, coming. You, keep coming. Okay, you know what I've actually yeah. been really thinking of? What What's if that? someone who like relatively looks like Jesus would, if he came back, yeah. like completely like hid himself from society until he turned like 25, went to the Middle East and said, just like made an awesome like viral video. And he's like, I'm back, baby. And the, you know, they could like, could like almost edit it to make it look like he's on walking on water and stuff. And then yeah. he's like, I'm not going to do any of these tricks in front of people. Like I'm not a monkey. It's not like yeah. dance monkey. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, like I wonder if, I wonder if someone could almost trick the world into thinking the second coming. Cause that's what really hardcore fundamentalist Christians mm-hmm. do believe that Christ will come back in their lifetimes. Yeah. So it seems like if someone offered them that opportunity, like how many people would actually believe it? I feel like that's been the basis of a number of cults, hasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's been tried really yeah. jesus though i don't think anyone Maybe i think anytime someone says hey i'm jesus people are like batshit crazy person <laughs> no one actually believes them but everyone believes yeah, that he will it come doesn't back. get it doesn't get millions of followers maybe but <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can convince a couple yeah, yeah. i don't know so you, you we can all commit suicide together biology yeah. science no religion and when you die i didn't quite get your answer Oh, when I die, I, I, I think that's the end. Yeah. Pitch black. I think that's the end. Yeah. And I've said this to every guest any, who says that. Yeah. Don't you think that's like a form, like a super elaborate version of heaven where you're like, okay, now I don't have anything to worry about. Like, that sounds awesome to go asleep and never wake up. How do you know things don't get worse? How do I know that it get worse? I don't, how there can be a basis for self once the body has stopped functioning. That's, I just can't yeah. see how that's possible. Well, I mean, like you've been... Put on, uh-huh. Like you have dreams and stuff. That's being. Oh, I guess it's your yeah, brain still Yeah, but my body working. is still functioning. Okay, so yeah, you're, you're like uh-huh. an engine, and your brain creates consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That sure does. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess that's I like. Don't a, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think know that there's there's a part of me that could keep going on. Continue. That doesn't make any sense. So then, do you believe animals are conscious at that point? I mean, that's not you. That's not a person. Like, at, at what level down are, do things no longer have a self? I think everything has a self. It's a matter of can they... An insect? Can they think and can they interface? Yeah. With the way an insect can think, for sure. I don't know what it's... It's impossible to know another yeah. creature's internal yeah, experience. It's impossible to know. Mm-hmm. Something Even other humans, up. you can think yeah. probably they feel something like I yes. do. Yeah. Because I can talk to them, mm-hmm. but... I do not know what the internal experience of an insect yeah. is, but it probably has <laughs> They one. might not have one, though. They one. might just be like 10 lines of code, like, all right, go toward that, try go to get food, that, try yeah. to reproduce, and then die. They may not have like a, oh, what am I going to do tomorrow? You know, they might not have that yeah. sense of self or like, oh, I could die. Well, they certainly make decisions. Yes. They certainly make decisions. But so a computer can make like, decisions. That's yeah, not I don't know. I don't know about the internal. Yeah. I don't know what maybe computers. <laughs> How are many lines of like, code does it become know? conscious? No, but um, let's get back to sci-fi. Isn't that yeah. where it's going to take us? Right, the hopefully, machines go crazy. Hopefully, I don't think it'll ever hopefully, happen in our lifetimes. Yeah, okay. um, but yeah. So one one reason I actually brought it to that is like someone tweeted out to me lately, um, and a bunch of people bring it up where people are like, "How do you not believe that an animal's conscious?" And my take on it is if I genuinely believe that animals were conscious, like a cow is conscious, mm-hmm. I could not eat meat. So mm-hmm. I have these two beliefs. I yeah. could either change my actions to be congruent with my beliefs or my beliefs to be congruent with my actions. Yeah, I could either stop eating meat and believe in um, animal consciousness or I could believe, you know what, I don't think they're conscious and keep eating meat. Like that's yeah. like, you know, to just avoid cognitive dissonance. And yeah, so that's I the one I came up with. But a lot of other people are like, no, animals are definitely conscious, but I'll also eat factory farmed meat. I'm like, how? How can you do that? Then you're a monster. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's yeah. a very interesting point. It's an interesting, point. Thing. interesting well, point, yeah. And I think a big reason is I don't think people think that they can change their thoughts. Like, okay, I'm going to change my belief system. 
but you do. Yeah, Every you time can. a new you study can. comes That's out, a, it changes your belief yeah, you system. Mm-hmm. You talk to someone who sent something persuasive. And yeah. yeah. Like, Absolutely. I'm persuading you right now that science is a religion. No, I'm kidding. I'm so kidding. This is some amazing editing that you're doing here. Like, I just keep, like, I, in real just keep time, bringing in it real back time, here. yeah. I have you back oh, on in two months. You're like, like so oh, I got wait, a science pulpit, Rachel Rodman yeah, here. She's dressed changed. in a... <laughs> yeah. When I take a photo of you for the thing, if we do, uh-huh. um, I would put you in a Pope costume. <laughs> <laughs> that has definitely persuaded me. Yeah, yeah. excellent. A Pope costume. Do you have one right in there? Or, yeah, you do. No, okay. that's, that's what Photoshop. I wouldn't make, Photoshop. Why would you okay. ever put one on? <laughs> you know, I was, yeah, okay, I'll put on a Pope costume for this. No, I'd Photoshop it in later. I'd be like, yeah, perfect. And then perfect, okay. Yeah, and then it'd be okay. uh, Pope Rachel. Pope Rachel. The, the uh, evolution uh, okay. department. The evolution department. No. Wow, but anyways, so is there, and, um, I mean, aside from mm. getting your book, did you do it on Amazon? It looks like. Did you publish uh, no, this Amazon? is uh, it's a press. It's called Madness Heart Press, and Ooh. they are based in Austin, Texas. Sick. Yeah, yeah. It's a small press. It's a horror publisher. Horror publisher. Horror publi- I th- mostly, what they publish is horror. Am yeah. I going to be horrified reading that? Probably not. Mostly. Okay. There's some weird stuff in there. Yeah. Do you know what's really? And this might yeah. not be true, uh-huh. but if I took that and I read like a page of it out loud uh-huh. to the podcast, yeah, sure. Oh, you really? You wouldn't be? I think that's. Fine, that's so crazy if, if someone did that to me like oh, something really? i wrote i'd be oh, like oh okay. my gosh please don't ever do that oh, really? or like okay. when i made an album i'm like please no one ever play it out loud <laughs> while i'm in the room for some reason i hate it you, you'd be okay with it though that's wild. i think so because I, I guess you're so. proud of your work that's the difference that's something you should do <laughs> i mean that's such a trippy thing it's like, i don't wear pope costumes but yeah i'm proud of my work well, yeah. uh-huh. for for at least me personally yeah. when i wrote something it's like okay this will always be read in someone's personal internal monologue not heard to them yeah that's why i didn't do an audiobook oh gotcha so you do want to do an audiobook for this are you are you gonna are you volunteering yeah i can do an audio i'm helping one of my previous guests uh record an audiobook tremendous yeah yeah you've got a great voice good i don't have a good voice that's very kind (laughs) i'm actually listening to it i've noticed two big things with my voice okay i talk a lot and i take a breath of air in and sometimes like make this interesting glottal sound with my throat I'm not going to do it because I don't want people to notice it. Um, but what I've noticed is other people doing it now. And in my entire mm, life, I yeah. never noticed someone making it. It's almost yeah. like a, that sound. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, your consciousness is raised to things and you wish you could never notice. Yeah. yeah. Now I notice yeah. everyone in my life doing it. I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh. So now I'm like, I'm trying to make yeah. such a conscious effort to enunciate more and talk slower. Oh, but I don't want to be like a radio okay. voice. I hate shows. I don't listen to any podcast yeah. where the host talks like this. And he's asking, or especially if it's like an English host, you know, like like those, uh, I'm not going to call it anyone, but like an Ezra Klein style person where they ask in a voice that is so ingenuine where it's like, do you actually talk like this? And I'm like, just be a real human being. <laughs> but then um, a lot of the feedback I get is that I talk too fast. So mm, I want to find a good balance between yeah. enunciating and talking fast. Oh, here's the other thing. It doesn't matter what you do or how you do it. Someone's going to take issue with it. No, like, I'm going to be yeah. perfect someday. Oh, really? Yeah, 100%. Oh, okay. oh, Scientifically, yeah. Okay, so really? please don't uh, <laughs> hurt my feelings because <laughs> I can't even take oh, one. Oh, well. wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you might. You might. At yeah. some point in your future, run into I'll someone who would just... I'll jab my okay. eyes out and really? blow in my ears. Yeah. Okay. It'll be hard to do like a show a, at that point, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it will be harder. It'll be harder. <laughs> I'll just, I mean, people, I don't really People listen. might say to you, you should not have jabbed your eyes out. You should yeah, not have or stopped yourself. See, I don't think it'll make that much of a difference. I don't really listen to guests. I just kind of talk. I wait for them to stop talking, then I talk. So it won't be bad that I'm deaf. I'll wait for the vibrations to stop on the table, and then I'll start spouting off again. Yeah, I don't need any of it. So it won't really change the show that much. Tremendous. 
Well, but, that's... <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, we're just out about plan. an hour. Do you yeah. have any things coming up? Oh, you're, you have a book club. I do. I have to. a book club. Yes, I run a book club at the University of Oregon. It's called the Lablet Book Club. And we read works of fiction that feature scientists as major characters. Ooh. Yes. Oh, so yes, it isn't written a by scientists. It's not. Some of them are. Okay. Some of them are. It's main characters that are scientists. Main characters are scientists. They talk Sick. about the culture of doing science and what it's like to gather data, what it's what it's like to write papers, what it's like to think about big questions. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we talk about is that scientists are human beings too. Yeah. Amazing. Have lives and desires and yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. I'm excited to go personally. It's just tremendous. To people. If, if people are in Eugene, that. how would they learn more about it? Like, obviously, this is coming out yeah. in March. So okay. your book yeah. will be out by then. That's and right. yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. it'll already be past this term's book thing. But what, what could right. they look up to find when to go to it next? Right. Uh, so the Lablet booklet, that's something you lab can... Lablet. L-A-B, like a lab, lab, like a lit. laboratory. Lit, L-I-T. Oh, Lablet. Lablet. Sick. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah. look it up, uh -huh. people. If you're in Eugene or Oregon Tremendous, or if you yeah. want to drive, if you're a crazy person. I hate driving personally. No, like, yeah, please. We would love it if you just drove for hours and hours. <laughs> <the> club, like, <laughs> we'll have a prize for the person who drives oh, the farthest. The furthest, yeah. Well, I yeah. live 30 minutes away, so I'd already probably win that prize, hopefully. You might. You know, we haven't done that poll before. Hopefully, if no one can drive yeah. from Portland. They're insane. That's four hours of driving to I Eugene. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't or, like, think so. Back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's usually, yeah, it's people in Eugene. So, you usually, got you yeah, got your book club that you started or you got going on from one based in London and you're publishing a book and you teach teaching the, the story of life yes. class. Uh -huh. That's right. That's beautiful. You got anything yeah. else? And you got two wonderful kids and, and, a, and a partner of 20 years. Yeah, 20 years yeah. Now people know you very intimately, probably oh goodness, more. Crazy. And they're going to see a wonderful picture of you. As with me as the Pope, apparently. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> no, wow. um, there'll be a small chance that there won't be a picture of Rachel. We're, 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 we're going to negotiate that. We're hashing it out. We'll hash it out right yeah. after the show. Um, because I really have been into photoshopping guests and she doesn't like that idea. <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, and but, I'm just not into photos, so we're, yeah. just, we're just kind of at an impasse here. And that's yeah, an understandable yeah. thing, you know? Mm. Um, but regardless, thank you very much for your time. Do you have any shout-outs, ways people should be living their life, things to look up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't. I think, I, yeah. You want to pick whoever freedom. one greets with, tell people to go for some specific kind of person? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, that sounds a like a lot of work. Honestly, yeah, that's okay. that's just too much. I think. Pick whoever you want. Find people. someone. Yeah, pick whoever you want. Yeah, pick be happy together. Be happy together. No, no, do it. To be a little more intelligent about it. But but be. No. Yeah. I'm not telling you how to live your life. Just just some advice. All right. Anyways, thank you very much for your time. Have a wonderful day. Thank you.